Poland, December 1942. Bundled in the thick gray coat swiped from an SS guard, the boy felt neither the wounds inflicted during months of abuse nor the bitter cold of the Polish winter. The raw night air that filled his lungs as he raced on gave him unspeakable joy and fueled his drive to escape his torturers. He wasn't feeling tired. His gait, in fact, was growing stronger and faster as he gained distance from that monstrous place. Aiton paced himself to the sound of his steady breathing. In his mind he replayed the events that had led to his escape. Aiton saw himself seizing the gun that the guard had shoved in his face, and firing the bullet into the man's forehead with cold accuracy. He had then taken aim at the gas container he had seen on his many trips to the lab and pulled the trigger. The German soldiers had panicked. Aiton would never forget the furious look on Bleiberg's face. Bleiberg, the scientist who had enslaved him and forced him to endure dozens, maybe hundreds, of injections and brutal tests. Of all the kids subjected to this very same treatment, he alone had survived. Why had the experiments killed all the others but made him faster, more agile, and stronger? Each time the guards carried away the wasted body of another child, his guilt grew. But over time, anger replaced the anguish. Now his rage was as icy as this December night. It would keep him alive no matter what, and he would use it to strike down those responsible for all the suffering. The Canadian Forest on the U.S. Border, Present Day The solitary traveler was struggling to make his way through the forest. With each step, his muscular legs sank deeper into the thick blanket of snow. The cruel and relentless gusts of wind refused to let up for even a second. Snowflakes collected on his face, and the cold stung his cheeks. Again and again he had to wipe his protective goggles dry. He readjusted his hood tightened the straps of his backpack and looked at the compass clenched in his gloved hand to make sure he was still heading south. Despite the violent elements unleashed on him, Aiton stayed the course. The wind rushed past his ears, and he swore it carried the voices of long-lost friends. Vasily, the silent Siberian titan. Carol, the scrawny teacher from Krakow. And, of course, the charismatic Janus, with his sandy-colored beard. Aiton even thought he saw them emerging from behind the trees, guns in hand and their faces worn down by sorrow and combat. Aiton stopped and leaned against a tree. A lump was rising in his throat. I miss you guys, he told his visions. He took a deep breath and gathered himself. This was no time to reminisce. Mental weakness was out of the question. He had to keep going, no matter the cost. The lives of loved ones depended on it.